We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Indigenous elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any First Nations people who are listening today. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Sorry, what was that? Uh, sorry, we, we. Okay, I'm just getting breaking news in my earpiece, uh, which is definitely real. That there is a word, word on the street is there is a new season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Never heard of it. Um, season 15. Okay, I'm now getting more information uh, as as news comes to light. Um, never heard of it. Never see. No one's ever mentioned that this is a 15th season of a show about drag queens uh, competing to become America's next drag superstar. That, I mean, good for them. $200,000, you say? Well, now that's a lot of fucking money. I mean, that's like queen of all queens kind of money. But I don't want to politicise here. That's not my job as a newsreader. This is Not Another Drag Race Podcast, Australia's number one drag race podcast. I am your host, Reese. I am so thrilled that we have a new season of the OG series of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 to chat and giggle about and have a good old yarn, a good old chin wag, uh, a good old bitch. <laughs> As <laughs> Let's be more honest with ourselves here. And what better way to kick off season 15 on this podcast than with an actual Ru girl herself. She is Sydney's icon herself, Miss Pamara Fifth. She competed on season two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under last year. It was such a delight to talk to her. We had such a great time. She's so hilarious and has such great insight on drag and not just drag race, the TV show, drag. It was such a good conversation and it fucking kills me. We had to rely on the magic of the internet and technology for this conversation to happen. And the internet and technology gods let me down. It's happened before and I want to kick him in the ass. Good thing it's not the pandemic anymore because if I had to do this every week... Oh, no, it is still a pandemic. Sorry, let me rephrase that. The good thing it's not lockdown times anymore because if I still had to do this technology thing with the internet and Zooms and whatever every week, I'd fucking kill myself. Um, not because of lockdown depression. No, no, no. It's because I have to use this thing. I was so annoyed to learn that so much of our conversation ended up getting corrupted. I am so sorry you won't be able to hear the whole conversation. We had a full like hour and a half before this talking about the whole episode, talking about some little things about Down Under. I can tell you this. We think Sugar and Spice are a little too rehearsed. We can't wait to see them break down. Uh, <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, Pamara wants everyone to know that, uh, well, she doesn't want everyone to know. She just happened to say that Looking back on her time on Drag Race Down Under, why did I do that? Was her quote. <laughs> and uh, thankfully though, in this part that I did recover and you are all able to hear, she did give some incredible advice for young drag queens and she spilt some tea. Most importantly, I know that's what you fucking people love. Your drag tea exposed tea serve bitch. She gave us some tea from Down Under and I love her for it. I fucking love her for it. 
I was so appreciative of her time. I hope all of you go and follow Pamara on social media so that you can see where she's performing next. And uh, more than anything, please subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening because we are going to have episodes that aren't three quarters unusable. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. It's not a great way to kick off a season, but I'm glad I still have some to share with you. Please enjoy the incredible Pamara Fifth with me, Reese, talking episodes one and two of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. Well, the end of it. <laughs> um. Now, look, next up we had Robin Fierce. Um, mm-hmm. Look, um, hmm. I'm like, okay, another bodysuit. Yeah, work. Slay. All right. Okay. Um, the thing tied around her waist, like the, um, I do, I, was it tied around her waist? It's hard to tell, to be honest with you. It looks like it's part of the bodysuit. Yeah. I mean, like, I like the idea of the tied around your waist. Um, if that's what it was, that's really cute. And the bodysuit, absolutely beautiful, beautiful colors. But again, it's a fucking bodysuit. <laughs> Fuck. All right, Michelle. Jeez. Move on. Do something different. I love a bodysuit. Don't get me wrong. I wear them to death. I wear tight dresses to death. Like, but that's that's out in doing my local gigs. That's out, you know, out in the town with my girlfriends or whatever. Uh, you know, this is meant to be the bestest best you've ever done, you've ever looked. So, I mean, I just think, like, okay, let's... If you're white, and I say this to all the white skinny drag queens out there listening, (laughs) for the love of fucking Christ, please think of something other than (laughs) bodysuits. Well, (laughs) I think we know plenty of them are probably listening, so I'm glad we have that advice spread across the airwaves. Um, And if um, if you need some other conceptual idea... There are plenty of places to draw fucking ideas and inspiration from. Message me. I'll help you out. Aw, see, that's what a good mother does. Well done. Absolutely. Um, look, uh, Robin Fierce did a lip sync to uh, Now That We Found Love by, I've forgotten the, the name of the group, but that's Now yep. That We Found Love. What are we going to do? To my singing. Um, I can't actually sing. I just purposefully do badly when I'm recording so people don't know how good I am. Ditto. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Robin, honestly, she did a good job. Like, again, I'm going to say it again. If this was at my local, I'd be living. I'd be like, look at you fucking go being an incredible drag entertainer. That's what I live for. Um, was it enough to impress the judges to be in the top? No. But three out of 16 spots for the top, your chances weren't good anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you didn't you didn't go home so you know job well done and you know what i've forgotten we've i've forgotten to nyas and pass most of these looks so i'm not even oh, gonna yeah. well that's a that's a that's a what was it nas uh yeah nyas or pass oh pass that was a pass for me i'm sorry robin. it was a pass for me I'm, I'm sorry yes um robin uh i can't wait to see more um <laughs> <laughs> which is just basically our way of saying, please do more. Um, now, the next one was Sugar, one of the twinsies uh, doing Belle from Beauty and the Beast Realness. Yes. And I absolutely love the homage that she paid to this. Um, I think it's uh, she's 
done a, re, uh, a different conceptualized outfit uh, of Belle. The hair is beautiful. The shoes are fucking amazing. Um, I don't like the sarong. Um, Same. I was not here for the fucking sarong at all. But look, if that is the only critique I have, uh, and I understand where you were going from with, with this, um, you know, I don't think it was that bad at all. So I'm going to give it a yes. Oh, absolute yas for me too. Um, I, I can't fault this look. Um, also, the the actual pattern, I don't know if you can see, the actual design of the bra actually looked really cool. Like it. Oh, yes. It, is, it, it was like that ridging. Um, mm. It was like ribbed. It mm. was uh, ribbed for her pleasure. Um, but I think, I think beautiful. Like, you know, you've still got a, a, a lovely silhouette. Uh, the corset is, you've, you've corseted, you've pulled that, waist in really small um it looks like the size of my leg so i i props to you um but i just yeah didn't like the didn't like the sarong and you're perfectly entitled to feel that way because i agree um now look her lip sync was again original song just like spices as was as well it's just it wasn't again it wasn't interesting it wasn't um she she had a bed good for you um but it just I was bored. I, I, I don't know who she is and I don't think we're going to, I don't, I'm honestly don't think we're going to find out because <laughs> I don't think they know who they are yet either. Yeah. This is the problem about, and, and, and this is what I say to um, drag queens really wanting to get onto drag race, um, especially in down under. If you haven't figured yourself out yet and you if you couldn't put yourself next to the best drag queens in, in Down Under and say, I comparatively could easily be ju judged or marked higher than them or look as good as them, don't apply. Work on your craft. Hone it in. Spend time honing your craft and, and making it better. Drag Race is not the be-all and end-all. Like... Just work on your craft. Don't go on a show like this and then go, oh, wait, maybe I don't know myself or I'm just gliding through hoping for the best. Um, because, you know, it could make or break you and you don't want that. You don't want that. So I just think it's better to just spend time honing your craft, work on yourself and do better. Because no doubt you will. And we're always changing. We always are. You know, I'm I'm forever changing and I'm always getting better. And I do look at my runways on Drag Race sometimes and go, hmm, yuck. But, <laughs> but, you know, I'm also at a place where I'm like, I know myself. I know my, I know my concept. I know my thing. I know who I am. I've spent a lot of time working on myself and I have done the hard yards, you know, that I have been awarded, you know, that type of knowledge. So... Just, yeah. just really think on that. I love that. And you know what? It's, it's a hundred percent true. You we're always constantly learning and evolving, but confidence is key. Absolutely. You know, I always say if you have confidence, that's, you know, that's like 90% of the job done. Like just power through with fucking confidence. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, Beverly kills did and look how far that got her, you know? Yeah. And it she knew turned. nothing about herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, there was that, there was that, there was that 
talk on the on the show about like yeah. maybe Beverly didn't know herself at that time because she was so young and so new to drag. So I just say don't you don't want to find yourself in a similar position. That's the thing. Um, I remember when Beverly did the podcast, I remember telling her like, um, I totally understood how she felt in that moment when other people tell you uh, what you need to work on or who, you know, they, they're basically telling you, you don't know yourself because that is a shock to the system when all you do know is you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. No, I get um, exactly what you mean. Like when you have only spent that um, you've only spent time on yourself and you only know you, you know, you can't be anyone else, you know, and you also don't know. And I, I just want to say this clearly, you don't know more than what you already know. You can't know, you can't know something that you don't know yet. So, um, you know, I think in that time, in that moment, you know, in it was confidence. She powered through with confidence and she was very confident um, but if you, you, you got to tread carefully because sometimes when you mix confidence with, uh, also not knowing who you are and, and yourself, sometimes you can be perceived, uh, or come across a little bit arrogant because mm -hmm. you've got to keep in mind that people can see you, people can they vibe off you. People can tell your vibe. Some people can just go, she doesn't know herself. Yeah. We say that all the time about young people. We're like, oh, when you, when you grow up and you mature, you're going to learn. But, you know, mm -hmm. try telling that to a young person and say that, no, you've still got more to go. I was uh, like, I was the same way. I was like, uh, no, at 21, I think I know myself better than anyone else does. But I also was uh, not uh, against the fact that, I've still got more to go, a long way to go. <laughs> 100%. I was the exact same way, you know, at 18, you know, I was like, yeah, like, I, I know myself, I know who I am, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also, I had a very good mother, and I have a very good mother, should I say, and people around me to go, well, you don't know yourself yet, you're learning, you are still very young. And so I go, okay, well, you know, you're right. I will, I'm not at the same maturity level as what you are at or people older than me. So I wasn't going out professing to know everything. I was just honestly taking life as an experience and soaking in as much as I can. Um, and some people like myself through instances and experiences and maybe even bad experiences. Um, and I hope to God, I pray, you know, every day that people don't have to go through what I went through younger but that matures you sometimes that That's can really speed up the mature process, but still no one wants to hear jack shit from someone who was 21. Like, even if you are right, no one wants to fucking hear it. No one wants to be told by a young person. So you zip your lips and you just do you and just carry on. Oh God. We could, we could very easily leave it there because Miss Pamara fifth over here just is schooling us. Uh, like we need to be schooled, but I can't help but think of that fucking TikToker who I do love. She's got a great personality and I'm proud of her success. She's a makeup artist. Her name's Michaela something. Um, and she literally was able to leave her job at Sephora and become an influencer and live off that and make a lot of money because she's got a great personality and great at makeup. And I'm like, you fucking go girl. Yeah. Um, 20 years old, 21 years old. She got absolutely rinsed because she made a TikTok after a long day 
saying, I just got home from like, I just got home and it's five o'clock as she like opens the salad to eat her, her dinner. And then she goes, try being an influencer for a day. Just try oh, it. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck right off. I the, look. Oh my God. Okay. That drives me wild. Um, I know. It, I just immediately what I thought of. <laughs> it drives me wild. Like, Oh my God. Okay. I can even say like as a nurse, someone who was a nurse and I would be working doubles and I would be working, you know, 18 hour days on my feet nonstop, like buying shoes every week because I was wearing holes in them. Like just to hear that, I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Fucked. I hate you. But he probably doesn't know what it's like to work a really long, hard day. And I go back to my statement, we can't know more than what we already know. You know. That, I mean, if put that on a fucking T-shirt and sell it at DragCon, bitch, that's what I want to say. I think that might be my new merch. <laughs> am, I also, am I also a pro of drag? <laughs> yes. There oh. is your niche. That's what separates you from all the other Rue girls. There we go. We have Pa-Oprah. Pa, pa no, nope, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> It'd be Popra. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck Courtney Axe couch. Come onto my couch. Ah, exactly. That's the show we need. Um, SBS, go, come knocking. Um, Absolutely. ABC, let's do it. I'll even take ABC, like, plus, like, the app. <laughs> it's like, I'll take it. Like, come through. Um, yeah, look, uh, can't give a shit about Sugar's uh, uh, lip sync. But last on the runway, we had Spice and she was doing, um, was she doing Ariel, but like a sexy human Ariel? I think so. And that's what I got. I was like, I'm getting very Ariel goes to the ball when she got her legs. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, the dress is stunning. Like those, I believe they're, are they marabou or ostrich or maybe a, a marabou ostrich mix of feathers? I, I think, think they're marabou. I think props to you, Mama, because they're not cheap. Um, I think it's an absolutely beautiful runway. I really do. And it, it really ties in with uh, Sugar's mm. uh, runway. But um, yeah, yeah, that's I, it. I, I really. Leave it there. I would. I would. I'll give it a yas. Yas. You know, I am going to give it a yas as well. Um, I actually really appreciate that she actually, it looks like on closer inspection, she's kind of separated the bra from the corset because you can see like her skin between them. Yeah. And I like that concept. I like that it's not one complete piece and there's a bit of mystery about it. Well, if you look, Sugar and Spice's uh, outfits are actually extremely similar. The only thing is, I believe that Spice held all the good knowledge to herself and didn't make it a sarong. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to fuck up my sister here. <laughs> I'm going to come out with a marabou feathered trimmed, beautiful skirt. And I know this bitch has a fucking sarong on. Um, so there's that. But I also think if you're going to comparatively do looks throughout mm. the entire season, beware because you aren't going to, you know, this twin thing might be fabulous, but you might not want to do it forever. But I guarantee you, if you continue down this road, you will always be compared to each other and you might eventually get sick of it. 
Yeah, honestly, um, I just have a feeling they're not going to need all-stars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so with you. Mm. I'm so with you. Like, yeah, cool, seeing them, we know who they are, great, work your puss off, don't need all-stars. And they will work their puss off and get all the opportunities that RuPaul wants to give them. Um, <laughs> now, the lip sync, though, she came out of a coffin. Yeah. Um, and she did a little original song. Here's a comment I have. Um, we didn't talk about the mini challenge because we have better things to talk about. Um, but in both the mini challenge and in their performances, both of them, they did this move that I can only really call a spasm where they kind of like, uh, you know, like in songs when there's like a, a, a vocoder on someone's voice and they, they go from normal to like sounding like this. And when you, when you like lip sync to it, you're like make a, make a weird face and shake. Yes. That's what they were doing in each of their numbers and when they were posing for their photo in the mini challenge. Okay. It's, is that a, it, is that a thing think, that you do? Is that a thing that they're like, um, this is like a thing you can do to make you more interesting when you're lip syncing? I don't know, but it's it's something I noticed them do too many times in two episodes for me. Well, look, I will just put this out there, you know, white people will really just do the most to make themselves stand out. <laughs> And you know what? I don't take offense to that as a white person. I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, if you've got no culture about you, what else? I mean, <laughs> you better hope that you're fat or interesting because <laughs> there's really nothing else. You've got a podcast. Ah, there we go. Like there every other go. white guy in this world doesn't have a fucking podcast. Um, <sighs> well, no, it's true. It's true. But you, yours is different. It was a different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, I just think, like, don't try so hard. Don't try hard, so hard to stand out. People love nothing more to, than watching reality TV and seeing someone's authentic authenticity. Like, yes. and and I say this, and I mean it. And this is, I'm not saying that this is directed at some people from my cast, but. It is. Um, but if if you're a, if you're if you are you, you just got to be authentic. If you are a nice person, it'll come through. If you're a cunt, then be a cunt. Then be that be that bitch. Be an asshole. At least you're not hiding anything. The worst thing you could do is be a cunt and try and hide it because then people see through it and they're like, "Bitch, gotcha." Like if you're out here being like, "I'm a fucking cunt and I know it." Like, hello, look at Bianca Del Rio. She's like, I'm a fucking bitch and I'll read you the house down. And I know it. And it's making me money. Like, that's why people like her, because she's authentic and she is. She knows who she is. Don't try and be anything else or anything more or anything less than who you are. Mm -hmm. It'll exactly. come through. It'll come through. Like, when I made that joke about, you know, when I laughed at Minnie, you know. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's authentically my humor, and I wasn't going to hide that, you know. No, and she wasn't uh, going to hide who she is either. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm, okay. Well, that could be debated. <laughs> that might be for a different podcast. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, look, no, I'm not going to say anything shady at all. 
Um, <laughs> no, know. I won't force you to. Um, no, it's just I think that's my thing is that these twins to me seem to rehearse and they just seem to, I'll say it again, bred for Drag Race. So yeah. I would like to see just more authenticity. I would like to see growth because uh, we said it earlier, we disagree wholeheartedly with that social media is all you can really do when you're young thing. It's yeah. just bullshit. There's more to life. There's more to you. And they'll, they'll see it if they are given the opportunity to, I'm just concerned they won't because this show is going to be like, no, 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 no. Keep doing this because we can make money off this. And, and you've got to keep in mind that there are people and people outside of Drag Race think that you get onto the show and you you can you do what you want and you call the shots and you show what you want to show. And it's also, I will go back to what I previously said, this is 28 hours, maybe more, compressed mm-hmm. to an hour. Then you also got to keep in mind that they have a ton fuck of producers telling them what to do, where to go, at what moment, picking and choosing what they want to hear, what they are, what they want them to say. Am, am I going to tell you right now that everything on our show was extremely authentic? No, it wasn't. Mm, no. Nope. But nothing is. It's a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. If you wanted 100% authenticity, go on something like Big Brother, where there's just cameras around you and they're just filming what, even then, even, even the, then. Nowadays, it's... it's, it's oh. Even then, it's still produced. Nothing oh, yeah. is completely authentic like there are plenty of things i wanted to talk about and discuss on my show oh, on my show like it's my show like i'm rupaul um <laughs> all right um but there's plenty of things that i want to talk about on my season and i you know i was told by producers this isn't the right time to talk about that and, and interesting stuff but it's a show. It's a show. You know this going on. I knew this going on. I wasn't coming out here being like, oh, I thought it was something else. You know, I thought it was something other than what it is. Like, it's a show. It's produced. Let's move on. Let's remember that. And if you want to see authentic drag and you want to see the authentic person that they are, go and fucking see them in person. Not that hard. That part. I mean... Can we just leave it there? <laughs> I think because so. you know what? I don't think we can get better than that. You're 100% correct, except we can't leave it there. We have a lip sync to talk about. We Bitch, do. Give me your thoughts. I don't, I, no. No, because, oh, oh, God. Okay. Oh, I really wanted to end this on a positive note. <laughs> Damn it. I should have <laughs> saved that statement for the end. Um, oh, okay. This lip sync. I... Okay, I will let you know that I didn't know who went home because I ended up tuning out. I was over it. I was like, you're in front? You're in front of Ariana Grande and you're doing seven rings like that? I'm sorry? (laughs) I'm sorry. Do do you know, first of all, okay, do you know what a rarity it is to have seven rings as your lip sync song? Second of all, do you know what a rarity is to be on this show? Third of all, do you know what a rarity it is to have Ariana Grande sit there in front of you and watch you perform her song? Mm. Obviously fucking not, because that was boring as fuck. (laughs) I'm sorry, I died. It was boring. I'm Irene's lip sync. What is your mouth doing? What is your mouth? Ma- what is that lip sync? What is it? 
What is that? What is it? If you sung live, your mouth would not be doing that. Why is your mouth moving like that? I don't understand. And then the other person, I forgot her name. But Amethyst. Amethyst. There we go. Amethyst. Like, okay, yeah, you did the splits. You did something else. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to also put this out there. If you need to, if you need to constantly do the splits all the time during a lip sync, pick and choose your moments, pick and choose when you want to do them. Because, you know, somebody that needs, I think just somebody that practice doing a ballad. Let's just say that practice doing a ballad. If you're a young drag queen listening, practice doing a ballad because that will teach you to stand there and deliver and rely on your ability to lip sync and draw an audience and have stage presence. If you have all those things, you don't always need to do tricks. Anyway. And as if that couldn't be even more on fucking period. I mean, seriously. We, we, are, we are of the same fucking mind, Miss Thing. We, I, and I'm not even... I started going to drag bars and seeing drag in person maybe... Oh, God, I don't know. I maybe might have been in my mid-20s because I grew up in the yep. outer suburbs and I never went out in the city except to go to, like, uh, the GH, which would um, maybe Fair. when I was 22, yep. 23. Um, that's, that club is no longer existing. Um, children who were young. Um, but uh, I very rarely got to see it, and when I did, it was only at one venue. The more people I got to see, the more venues I got to see, the more different types of drag I got to see, my mind was just blown away. And I'm... Let me just say, I agree with you, and I would like to see queens on this show who can live up to the incredible talents of the queens I see and support weekly on the Melbourne scene. 100%. If you want to see, if you're in Sydney and you want to see stage fucking presence without the whole tricks, turns, yas mamas, kick, slay, boots, hunty, I will, you know what? Go and watch Charisma Bell do Listen by Beyonce. I will just leave it there. Oh, is that on YouTube? Is that something we can look? We can. Uh, yeah, you can go look it up. Um, there are plenty of, there are so many Sydney shows, so many Sydney shows, like even back to when Minnie was very new at drag. <laughs> like there are plenty of shows you can watch on YouTube. Um, I believe I believe there's a channel by a drag queen called R Has It, which is rumor has it. Um, she is a drag queen uh, in Sydney. Um, you know, she has a YouTube channel with all old shows on it. Go and watch them. They're fantastic. They're incredible. The concepts even back then were amazing and they didn't have much to work with or much money mm. at all. Um, but go and see these people in Sydney. Go and watch Coco do a Whitney number. Like, mm. she doesn't need to move. And she's got everyone with their tongues out, their eyes on her. Like, same there with Charisma. It's just, I could spit fire. I could spit fire a hundred fucking queens right now for you to go and watch in Sydney. I won't. We don't have time. But go go and watch these artists. Uh, let's do it. Pamara Fifth, holy shit. The fact that you wanted to join me to talk about this stupid show we love today is incredible. I can't thank you enough. You're such a delight. I love that we think the same <laughs> and I love that we have uh, a world that has experienced Pamara Fifth on our television or 
iPads or iPhones, wherever you watch the show. You're such a doll. And if I'm next time I'm in Sydney, I'm absolutely coming to see you. Where can people follow you so they can get more Pamara? Um, well, you can follow me on TikTok, which is Pamara.fifth. You can follow me on Instagram, which is Pamara.fifth. You can follow me on Twitter. I suggest you don't. Um, Pamara underscore fifth. <laughs> um, it's a lot of, it's just, we all know what Twitter's for. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> um, but that. yeah. I love it. I love it. And um, I can't encourage people to do that more because if you follow Pamara, you'll get to know when she's performing and go get the full experience. Go say hi and go support. We'll say it again. Support local drag for fuck's sake. Support your local drag queens. And I'm excited to announce that I have exciting things coming up this year. I can't announce them, um, but I do have exciting things that I'll be doing this year, especially during World Pride as well. Um, And after, you know, I'm here for the long haul. I'm not here for the, I'm not here for a quick fix. I'm, I'm here for the long haul, bitch. So, but yes, I do have some exciting stuff, but thank you so much. Um, I, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you. You are incredible and I love what you do here. So thank you very much. And I'm honored to be a part of your podcast. Oh, thanks, babe. I love you to bits. You're such a delight. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Bye.